and welcome back to my podcast, Floating Creativity. My name is Seven, and I'm taking you on my journey where I want to see if I can be my most creative self at the age of 39. Today, I wanted to talk about the project that I created with my best friend back in 2015, which was called Pasta Crayon. And <laughs> it's a creative um, NGO. Yes, yes, yes. After last week where I was talking about, you know, am I an activist? Am I doing enough? Feeling guilty about everything that I'm not doing right now with what's going on in Palestine and the genocide. I, I took the time to think and I removed myself from being on like watching news and everything because I couldn't deal with it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should listen to the to the previous episode. So I was a bit stuck. And not just a bit, I was completely stuck and numb and sad. Then I remembered that I created this project and I worked uh, for it from 2015 till 2022. I'm still in the middle of closing it, but that's that's another story. Um, basically, in 2015, me and my best friends, we were also roommates. Martin, that's his name. We were, we were unemployed, and a lot of people came to Berlin, to Germany, to Berlin, um, because they were fleeing the war in Syria, mostly, and there were people from other countries, too. Um, I remember that Martin once told me that he wanted to get involved and he wanted to volunteer and see if we could bring clothes or do something. And now that I think about it, even back then, of course I knew what was going on, but from far away, because I couldn't really watch the news and I think that hasn't changed much, where it was really hard for me to deal with this, like the violence and everything. Um, I didn't know how to deal with everything. I didn't know how to be involved again. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was really helpless. And he was he wanted to do something concrete. So I joined him. Uh, we gave some clothes. We went to talk to some people, and then he served food in a refugee shelter. I thought it was a cool thing to do because I could, like, it was really like, you go there, you give food, or you do whatever they told, tell you to do, and it's useful. People need to eat. Here's the food. You just serve it, basically. So I did it with him also, and... We noticed that there are a bunch of kids running around. The families were sitting there eating this not-so-great food. And we thought when we came home, so we talked about our experience, and right away we thought, can we do something? Like, how can we be useful? And somehow... I think it's also him who had the idea of uh, 
creating some activity for kids, like bring them something to do, give them um, a moment where they could, I don't know, have fun and create and yeah. And we would be the ones who organize that for them. Um, I mean, I have to say that both him and I have no experience so far in either in organizing workshops, in being teachers per se, or working in NGO or anything. And the funniest thing is that we wanted to foster self-confidence and creativity um, but we were not able, I mean, I, I'm going to talk for myself, um, I was not even able to call myself an artist and to be fully aware that this was super important for me, my, my creations, my work, my drawings and everything. So I think we became the like we created a space and we gave gave them like the kids what we wished that we had when we were kids <laughs> like the best pep talks ever and this the recognition the laughs also something that is out of school like it's not anything like they could live in school and if they were already going to school. Um, yeah, it was a mix of everything. Of course, I wasn't aware of any of that back then. But it was after reflecting on all of that that I realized that, oh, wait. We want the kids to be part of their work, to show it to the world, to be themselves 100%, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't really able to do all of that for myself. And I don't have many regrets about our project. But one thing that I do feel it's sad is that we didn't push ourselves to also show what we were capable of as artists. And we surrounded ourselves with artists. So we also took that role of like, we organize everything. We create the space. We create the structure. We involve the right people, etc., etc., to then reach the kids who would have a great moment. And that for us like was a big achievement, and it still is. Like for me, it was amazing to do that. I love organizing things, so that's not like I hated it, but it was a way for me at least to not show myself my authentic self like truly to the world I was still hiding behind this project where of course it was creative things but I was in the center of it so it was easier um, and um, yeah so I think it's a bit like I wish we were the first examples for the kids like if they would say oh I want to become an artist. How do we do that? How how did you do that? That I would be able to answer with real um, with real things, like concrete things that I did. But I didn't do anything back then. <laughs> I mean, of course I did some things, but not enough that I could really show it. 
or I wouldn't showcase it to those kids. So we did it for seven years with ups and downs. We met so many people. And through those seven years, really, we worked super hard. And for some crazy reason, we never got paid. <laughs> That's the thing I would change. If I had to start all over again, I would first make us earn money with the work that we were doing and then putting the rest of the money in the project. Because if you do it the other way around, as we were, putting all the fundings and the money that we found directly like injected in the workshops or uh, the people who were collaborating with us, etc., etc., materials, whatever, um, we were never on the first line to be paid, to get paid. So it just meant that we never got paid for our work. And I, myself, never earned anything from that project. And this is insane when I think about it. I was living like I was unemployed, but I had so unemployment money from uh, a few years. And then I got like welfare. I think that's what it's called, job center. And um, and then it was too much, like I couldn't deal with it anymore. So I decided it was a tough decision to make, but I couldn't survive like this. And I was almost forced to find a job anyways. So I was really lucky to find a part-time job. It started full-time and then it became a part-time. The pay was good and the the schedule was good. I loved my colleagues, so I was okay with it. It was still a day job. But I had a good um, experience. And I was able to get back on my feet with the money because I was, I've been struggling for so many years. Uh, welfare is nothing. Like, really, you get the basics and that's it. <laughs> really, that's it. I don't remember how much I was earning, actually, but it was less than a thousand euros for sure, which is nothing, by the way. If you have to pay for everything, your rent, insurance, no, not insurance. <laughs> the rent, the, any bills that you have and food and life. And then you have to invest yourself 100% in the project that even though you love it, you know that you still struggle and you have no money in your pocket. Um, yeah, that was a bit crazy. I don't like to use the word crazy, but uh, that was a bit... Um, unrealistic, unsustainable, that's the word. It was completely unsustainable. We were killing ourselves while doing something that we loved, okay, but we were still killing ourselves. And it was going great. Like we were getting recognized and people were seeing that we were doing a good job, we were careful with our work, we were invested, we were uh, also supported by people who knew their shit, you know, more than us. And um, nobody ever complained about us when I think about it. There was no drama, no nothing bad 
Uh, not that, that we know of, at least. And I'm mostly proud of us for being so strict with our ethics and our values. Because it sounds like it was a failure or it was a... Yeah, like it didn't work out. But for me, we won because we never bent when some companies wanted to give us money to do some things and they had a whole agenda. They wanted our image to make them look better and that sucked. I was really disgusted by a lot of things, the NGO world in general. It was not easy. And basically, we worked for many years going like doing three workshops per week and meeting with volunteers and meeting with our board members and uh, looking for money then looking for a space then having us like we were lucky to have an office in a shared office that was for free Um, while doing I don't know all those other stuff And thanks to all of that, we also were able to have a real team. Everybody was working for free. That's amazing. I'm still amazed by that until this day. People were traveling from all around the world to be able to work with us. Amazing. Um, We were collaborating with a few projects. People wanted, wanted to talk about us. They wanted to be around us but again our ethics and our values were so strong that we were saying no to a lot of stuff some journalists wanted to film us and to make like a documentary or something about us about our work but it didn't go well we didn't like the way they treated the kids I don't remember what happened exactly but there was some incident that we that made us stop working with them. And um, yeah, see, the kids were always at the center of our work and we would protect them no matter what. And I love that. I love that I had the best partner ever to work with. I still have him in my life, so I talk about this in the past, but I still have this person in my life and he's still very important to me. I'm sure we will collaborate again in the future. I don't know for what, but we will. So the the organization was going well. We were about to have new collaborations with bigger organizations, with important organizations. That was huge for us. And then I got pregnant. I had my baby. I was on maternity leave which was fine. I was supposed to just come back after a while. But COVID hit, right? COVID happened. And uh, all the new projects, all the funding for new projects, which we were part of, they were canceled or it was everything on pause. And my partner really made, like he worked a lot while I was away. At the end of my pregnancy, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even go to workshops because I wasn't allowed to uh, for my health. But um, then I I was on maternity leave. I was a little baby. So 
I was just helping, but more like admin and stuff where I could just sit down and work with them, but I couldn't do any of the groundwork. And that was tough for me to let go, but I had to, because I had to be, to trust them fully so they could do the best work that they could. And I tried to do it. They did an amazing job. Um, but, but you know, when COVID happened and everybody was like, oh, we have to do things online and let's do this and that. We tried and we did a few, a few videos, but it was not the same. Uh, we thought that it had no impact and that we, I don't know, like it's not something that we wanted to do anyways. We felt like there was no drive. We didn't want to do it. So it was just hard. And um, and then I couldn't find daycare for my kid. For one year and a half, I was with her full time. That was tough. Like mentally and physically also. Because, you know, we couldn't go out. We couldn't do much. Um, it was so restricted. And I was really afraid of catching COVID. So, I don't know. Like, I... I stayed home a lot with the baby. So you can only imagine how lonely it was. I mean, it was for everybody, right? But uh, when you have a baby, the idea you, I had in my head, it was like, it's a new world that is opening up to me. I'm going to meet other parents, probably and gonna go to those groups where you can just like um, play dates with other people and their child and I would be like I'm gonna try those things even though I was not really like dreaming of it but it had to happen in a way or do some activities with like my baby where there would be other parents who would join and everything nothing like that have ever happened because I think she was about six months when when the lockdown was going on. So, um, yeah. So that was really like me on a personal note. I wasn't... I, it was hard for me to really be positive and motivated and do things and plan things as much as I wanted to. And then, of course, my partner had to find um, a job because if the project the project couldn't go on as uh, we planned he just had to go and find a job which he did of course and that's where I came back and I thought okay you work now you did so much I am finally free my kid is at the daycare let me try and revive our project and he was super supportive and we're like let's do it if you need my help tell me I'm like no don't worry I'm, I want to try it on my own I'm going 100% alone I was like super <laughs> determined and uh, of course I found volunteers I found people who wanted to join but I wanted to do it a bit more low-key so I just started with one person and even though I love creating workshops I love being at the workshop. Everything felt really hard. 
it was not the same as it used to. It really felt like we were starting from zero again. And honestly, there we had no fuel left. I had no fuel left. And like it's like the fire was gone because what kept us going all these years was our passion and our work together as a team. And when one was feeling a bit low or down, the other one, you know, could come and be like, hey, I'm going to take over. We were there for each other. We were, we had a goal. We had, I don't know, like uh, working on your own is so much different than working as a team. And being a team really made a difference. <sighs> yeah. And also, when you don't feel as good as as you used to, like mentally or whatever, yeah, that doesn't help as well. The world was not doing great and everything was depressing. And I knew, I knew deep down that my my work was actually needed, that there was a need for that. But I I didn't want to fight anymore. I just didn't. I couldn't. Even though I thought that it was the most important work that I've ever done in my life, that project. Seeing the kids and doing all of that with them. Uh, talking to the volunteers, seeing how it impacted them as well. Um, yeah, meeting other organizations, other people who are doing other kind of work, other kind of groundwork. It's really useful and community work is super important and I really believe in that still today. But um, we made the decision to stop and that was really, really really hard it was tough I pushed it a bit to be honest not that I said we have to stop because I want to stop but I said I need to stop me personally I cannot go back and pretend that I can move mountains with nothing I cannot do it anymore and that's what I felt. That's how I felt, basically. But I'm so proud of what we achieved. I'm proud of everything that we've done. I don't care if we earned zero money. At the end of the day, I learned so much. I experienced a lot. And I know that I'm not ready to go back on working in a social environment or with a social cause or something. I'm saying that I have to focus on myself, on my true creative self. But I kind of feel that my path is, you know, it's going to lead me to something like that. I want to work with people. Because I like, I like that. I feel useful. I feel, I learn a lot. I feel that I give something and it makes me feel good. That sounds very selfish, but it's the truth. Yeah. And for those kids, we gave them everything that we wish we had as as children. 
and I know that it made them feel good. Like those two hours we had together once per week. I knew that they were happy to come. They were waiting in front of the door. They were telling us, when are you coming back? Like, then they were telling us about their lives. And honestly, I don't remember, like, of course, I remember some moments where I'm like, wow, this kid is super talented or they know how to do this. I'm like surprised and impressed by them a lot, many, many times. But what I remember most, mostly and fondly is those really um, random moments where I would sit down with a kid and we talk about life. And I, I loved that. I really loved it. Like we would just be ourselves. It's a genuine conversation with a child, with a person. And um, yeah. And it brought me a lot. It brought me also people that are still in my life. I have new friends because of that project. project. Um, I have new skills. I believe in what I taught the kids. I believe it myself. So talking about activism, the way that I feel today, that I'm not really there, I'm not active, I feel useless. Um, I kind of thought about it a lot and I'm, I'm also realizing that after all these years where I was going, 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 never stopping, I kind of need to rest now and observe and do things my own way. And that would be the best that I can do right now. And from that, hopefully, there will be some work that I will be doing that is impactful or beautiful, poetic, whatever. I There will always be a message in whatever that I do. And if I want it or not. I don't have to put it like with big letters. I don't want it. I don't need to to be so explicit about my my message and also I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to be too obvious and frontal. It will always have a hint of something. Like um yeah. There will always be a message. It's my language. It's the way that I transmit my observations, my feelings. Um, let's see. Let's see. I miss those years, but I also am happy to be where I am right now. Because I see that something new is unfolding in front of me. And I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen next. Even next year, I have no idea where I'll be, what I'll do. I don't know, and I'm not, I'm super excited to see what's going to happen. Hopefully I'll be, I'll develop something that I'm proud of. And I think that's the most important. I think I'll talk about this project again here and there, because Pastor Crayon, it was really seven years of so many things. And creativity was at the core of our project. 
So for me, it makes sense that I talk about it with you, especially. And today I just wanted to give you like an overview of what happened. And so that you understand a bit more who I am, why I'm where I'm at at the moment. And um, yeah, so it makes sense for you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I would love to read your thoughts, hear you, anything. Anything you want to share, please do it. Uh, I'll put my contact in the description. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.